0: What is up, fam? Happy holidays, and welcome to the Healthy Fit and Pain-Free Podcast. I'm your host, Doc T, here for Doc T Time, and it is episode 33. I um, hope you guys had an amazing holiday. We are going into the new year at this time, and two days. Crazy to think 2022 is around that um, the corner there, and that is why I wanted to do a little podcast here, little minorly cliche, but... Hope you guys gained some value out of this because I know um, a lot of lessons that we learned this year, and I wanted to share them with you. So, episode 33 is the lessons learned this year and why New Year's resolutions suck. So, if you are new to the Healthy, Fit, and Pain Free podcast, this is a podcast that is meant to give you simple, implementable, no BS advice to make you healthier, stronger, and more resilient to get back to doing the things you love. With the people you love, I am your host, Doc T. I am a doctor of physical therapist. I am also a strength and conditioning coach, and I am co-owner of Inner Strength Physio Fitness and Athletics here in Pittsburgh. So, without further ado, this may be longer, maybe not. Hell, we'll just see what happens. So, so we're gonna go. I'm gonna go over three key lessons learned in 2021 from a couple different perspectives. So, um, perspective number one. What inner strength learned in 2021. And when I say that, I mean more of the, the team, the staffing, um, Ryan and I, my, um, my partner and I, what we learned in 2021. It's not necessarily meaning the members that will come next. So, um, lesson number one what appears to be the problem and what is actually the problem are not the same thing. Okay. Um, Ryan and I actually learned this on a little getaway. With a mastermind group that we were in, and it was a very valuable lesson because pretty much everybody there learned that lesson. Ryan and I certainly did. And what appears to be the problem and what is actually the problem are not the same thing. So the big part of this is, and I've mentioned this in prior podcasts, is tactical versus strategy, and that's typically the first part. You know, many times what we do is we try to look for tactical way to solve things. Um, So for instance, since I'm in the health and wellness space, people who are trying to lose weight, they look at the tactical aspects of, well, how can I change, you know, what diet produces the best results? And they start looking at, you know, very extreme diets where they're taking, you know, a macronutrient, whether it's fat, whether it's carbs, for the love of God, I hope it's not protein. And they take it out of their diet and they think that, you know, that is what's going to solve all their problems. Again, looking at the tactical versus strategy. Uh, Something else, you know, from a physical therapy or a health standpoint is, you know, people think there's always a tactic of what will make this better. And it's well, if I eliminate, if I eliminate running, even though I love running, if I eliminate running, or if I just take it easy, or if I, you know, don't do anything, or if I take this medication, Heat or ice, you know, it's always these like tactical things. But it can also be, you know, the parent. I know with Rhett, um, Nina and I, it's very easy to overthink things with a toddler because they don't really communicate with you all that well. And so you start looking at tactical things. You start looking up on Google. You start looking up, you know, they're in a leap. They're experiencing a growth spurt. They're teething. They're sick. They're not sick. Uh, they're experiencing individualism, you know, independency, there's all these weird things. And again, these are all tactical issues. But what it really should come down to is strategy. What is the long-term focus here? So again, going back to the the health and wellness aspect of it, you know, like if you're someone who's trying to lose weight, rather than tactical, you know, what diet is going to give me the best results, look at strategy. You know, strategy is, What can I do for a long period of time that'll make me happy? What can I commit to for a long period of time? And what will that what will make that, you know, what creates that environment that I want to be in for a long period of time that's going to help with those results? What kind of support do I want? You know, do I wanna be someone who gets educated along the way, or do I wanna be someone who someone just tells me what to do and I don't and I don't ask any questions? These are the things you really have to think of in the long term, because if you get too specific with things, you tend to get lost in the weeds. And in reality, you know, with strategy. So another example, you know, from the physical therapy aspect of things, rather than you saying, well, just I'll just stop running or I'll just take it easy for a while or I'll just take this or hot versus cold. Um, Yes, and you're no, you're sorry. Um, (laughs) You really need to look at it as, okay, well what have I changed? What am I doing excessively? And what do I need to do to continue running, but not make this problem keep happening or continue lifting or continue hiking or continue biking? Um, playing with my kids is not going to make this keep happening. And that's more of the strategy. And again, from, you know, a, uh, a family standpoint, rather than looking at all these, you know, what's he going through? What's going on this going on with that? Just As a strategy, as a parent, you know, just trying to understand your child more, just trying to understand their personality, their individualism more. And yes, it gets frustrating, it's never easy. But rather than trying to find answers for all the little problems, just, you know, be there for them, support them, show them love, and, you know, help them to learn, deviate their attention, like little things to create strategy. Now. This also leads into the next thing with you know what appears to be the problem with actually the problem isn't the same thing, is process versus outcome. Now, you'll <laughs> in the self-help industry, in the entrepreneurial, if you will, industry, and in all of these industries, there's always there's like the process team and then there's the outcome team. You know, some people believe in the process, some people believe in the outcome. In reality, you know, I listened to a thing once where if you have a if if you have a, a piece of board that you need cut, there are many different tools for that. Okay, Now, if you have someone you know, that, that comes to you and says, I need you to cut this wood, and then you start asking them, well, do you have a saw? Well, do you have a handsaw? Well, do you have a blade? Well, it, you start going on different saws, then you go down different brands. Do you have a DeWalt? Do you have, you know name, you know, insert brand here, and you start going down all these different brands, all these different types, of stores, blah, 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 that doesn't matter. All that matters is that that board gets cut. And this is sometimes the problem that we run into is people are way too process-based. They're way too, you know, they get too specific in the fact of, well, you know, I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do that, I need to do this, I need to do that. Well, no, you, you can, but we need to look at the outcome here. Because if you start doing a thousand different things, you're not going to know what brought you to that specific outcome. This is a problem that typically people, people run into with like New Year's resolutions is they go into it thinking, if I change all of these things, it's going to make this New Year's resolution magically happen. No, at most you implement three things and that's it to get the outcome that you're looking for. And that's really it. Now. For the third part of this, I'm gonna get a little contradicting here, but you, got to, you have to also get granular though. And I say get granular in the fact of, get granular and what exactly you want. So there's a specific outcome. Okay, so let's, let's kind of reverse engineer this. So let's start off process versus outcome. So there's a specific outcome you want. So let's say it is getting stronger. Okay, someone who wants to just get stronger for everyday living, that's your outcome. Okay, we're looking at that, you know, process, obviously, you can, you know, so, so tactical versus strategy. So tactical is, well, you know, I need to, I need to eat more, I need to lift more, I need to implement said program, I need to constantly increase my weights. I need to make sure my hormones are good, I need to make sure I'm eating right, I need to make sure that I'm, you know, not overdoing my cardio, like, that's, that's the tactical part. But the strategy is, okay, I want to get stronger. So I need to look at the long-term influence of what do I want to get stronger? What is going to show that I've got stronger? What modalities do I want to use? Do I want to use functional ones, like getting on up off the floor without my arm, without my hand? Do I want to use, I want to be able to lift my kid over my head. Do I want to use that I can carry the tree up and down the stairs without someone helping me? Or is it squat bench deadlift? Is it forming a weighted step up. You know, there's things like that to where that is the strategy that you need to look at for like for the long term result. But then once you have that back, really backtrack and get granular because that's what's going to give you the answer. Why do you want to get stronger? What is the reason that you want to get stronger? What if everything is perfect one morning that you wake up that is going to take away all the stress of getting stronger? What are you doing? What does your life look like then? What does your day look like then? Because when you get super granular like that, that is what's going to start you on the right process. Because people get in these bullshit mindsets of, oh, I just, you know, I need to get stronger. So I need to do this, that, this, and that, and this, and that, and this, and that. And I need to be able to squat this. I need to be able to do a step up with this. I want to put this much weight over my head. I want to look this specific way. I want to, you know... Be able to go up and down stairs without losing my breath. And they don't really understand why they want this. And then when they finally, and it takes time. I've said this many times before, but a lot of our members, when they come in, their goals initially are never the same as their goals eight weeks later. Because again, what you think you want and what you actually want aren't the same thing. And what appears to be the problem, what actually is the problem, is also not the same thing. So, Going over those again, understand being tactical versus strateg- versus strategic. Understand process versus outcome, and then really breaking it down and being granular on what exactly you want. All right, ten minutes in, not bad. <laughs> um, so that's the lesson that we learned as the Inner Strength team, and you know, it's it's really helped a lot since we've implemented that. So now moving on. Key lesson from 2021, number two, and this was really gained by our inner strength members. And I mean, this is not just exclusive to them. This is many people, but this is conversations we have all the time with them. So life lesson number two is life will always get in the way, no matter what your goal or your plan is. And this is a very hard pill to swallow. I still, to this day, I have been in this industry for over half my life. And it's still a hard pill to swallow every single day. And what do I mean that by that? I, you know, one thing I always want to talk with, with my, you know, people that I do one on one with physical therapy with is life doesn't stop whenever you have an injury. And a lot of times as healthcare professionals, as trainers, as insert profession here, we forget about that even like even in finances you know i we've talked to our financial advisor before and she's brought this up as like you know you have this goal in mind and you and this picture perfect outcome but then life always gets in the way and you forget about that and then it pisses you off because you where you thought you would be and where you actually are isn't actually what happened because there is life and you know again as like medical professionals we tend to forget this and we get mad at our patients whenever they don't pref- do specifically what we want. But when we give them all these very strict guidelines, well, of course, they're not going to listen to that. There's life. They have things they need to do, people they need to take care of. It doesn't happen that way. Well, the first thing you need to understand with this is you need to understand awareness. Okay. Now, what I mean by this is there's there's studies out there and I, and I can't remember the exact name, but There's a psychological aspect that we go to. So, for a simple example, have you ever wanted a specific vehicle? So, for me, for instance, I always wanted a blacked out truck, a blacked out, lifted up truck. That was my, that was like the one thing in life that I always wanted. I'm not a very materialistic guy, but that was one thing I always wanted. Well, after I established a career, I started making some money. Um, you know, my wife was also doing well and we had the financial means at the time and where we were living, the cost of living was very low. I've saw, found, you know, I had a good connection with my boss, um, who connected me to a guy that owns a car, uh, a car dealership and I got to buy my blacked out truck. Was super excited. However, within that week of me buying that truck, because before I bought that truck, you hardly ever saw a new blacked out truck on the road. And I even remember test driving at that truck and feeling like everyone in the world was looking at me on how beautiful this thing was. After I got the truck, though, that first week, I felt like I saw blacked out trucks everywhere. And it made me so angry because I was like, I had a very unique vehicle that now is not so unique. What that is, is that is our subconscious and where it comes up to where things that we are thinking about that are now in our mind become a lot more aware and apparent to us. You know, if you're hungry, you start to see every single food billboard that you're driving past. If you are sad, depressed, or going through a hard time, everything you, all that you experience are the bad things. And it's that little bit of a of a downward, upward, wormhole spiral, whatever you want to use, you get into, you start to think about that. And this is the thing, to get away from the emotional part of it, when you are trying to make life changes, you need to understand that this increases your awareness. It increases your awareness. So for the members and one, and you know, members, clients, athletes that I work with, there's always, they always get very, there's a point in there their journey that they get very aggravated because they're not seeing progress the way they want to. And one thing I have to bring this up to them is that because their awareness has increased, they are now more aware of how they should feel. They're now more aware of how they should sleep. They're now more aware of how they should eat, how a workout should feel, how strong they're getting, how you know how much more energy they have, how much more focus they have. And what tends to happen is whenever life gets in the way and they start having these little struggles and challenges that come along, it increases their awareness of what optimal actually feels like. And so when they're not there, it frustrates them. And they think that they are not getting, you know, they're not on the path anymore to the outcome they strive for, but they still are. It's just they're very much more aware of the path. You know, it's like if you're... Walking through the woods with a compass, and you you know you're just following to go north, and you have you know, you have no idea like there's no path you're on. You're just walking, and you're hoping you get to where you want to go. And then all of a sudden, as you start getting more focus and your your edu- your knowledge starts going up, a path starts to form. And the path is going to have curves in it. There's going to be turns. There's going to be you know backtracking and. Uphills, you didn't see that before because you were just walking through the woods. But now that a path has been formed, you can see all those challenges and it frustrates you. However, if you were to look at a GPS from before, you would see how drunk you appeared on your path before. So, just understanding that that you know your 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 awareness does go up. Number two, with this, understand you're changing. Okay. This is something that I always, and granted, this doesn't solve everything, but when people here get sick, or when they're gone for a while, when they go on vacation, they come back, they always talk about how they feel like they took a thousand steps back, how they feel like they're back at square one. My reply to them is always, I understand how you feel, but realize this helps you to see how far you've come. And people take that for granted. People don't realize how far they've come. So here's for instance. I constantly struggle with body dysmorphia and with um, body image, just because. Again, I don't have to speak my backstory, but but the other day I stepped on the scale just to kind of see how my inflammation was doing for the week, and it really hit me that I am I weigh the same now as I did in high school, and I mean I have been, but it, but I hit I was standing on the scale it was two fourteen. And I remember in high school, stepping on the scale throughout the week and always being at 214. I am at, I am, I weigh the same now as in high school. I am stronger. I have more muscle mass and I am leaner. I'm not a teenage kid anymore. I don't have hormones blowing out the kills. You know, Um, life is certainly different now. There's way more stresses. There's way more challenges to go through. Yet I am, I weigh the same and my body comp is definitely better. And it's just, again, until you actually observe that and have gratitude for the fact of how far you've come, you don't realize that. So not to really dive down this one too much, but just understand how much you've changed, how better you've become. And sometimes these backslides, You know, this is like if you're climbing up a mountain and you're getting closer and closer to the peak, and then you backslide, you... You depreciate how far you've still come up that mountain, then you have to think about that. And number two is, or number excuse me, number three with this is, embrace challenges. Understand that challenges only help you to learn; they only help you only help to make you better, and they're only making you grow stronger. And so, yes, challenges suck. We would love for things to just be a downhill slide from the start to finish, but that's never how it is. And as you embrace these challenges, as you embrace these obstacles, you realize you appreciate more that hill that you've climbed and the next mountain that you have to move forward. And so, again, I know this sounds very cheesy for me to say that, but you just have to really embrace those challenges, embrace those because, yeah. So to go over that again you know three parts with that understand your awareness your increased awareness understand that you've changed greatly and embrace the next challenges ahead all right so number 3 lesson learned by us in 2021 my personal life lesson and the lesson that I really learned this year and I actually didn't learn this till recently is that tenacity and resiliency come with a cost so if I had to say, you know, we always talk about our superpowers um and our strength, if I had to say one of my strengths, it would definitely probably be tenacity. So like the ability the ability to uh, I hate using this word, but grind through things to see a finish line and resiliency, you know, my ability to Continue to work hard despite being tired, despite having no energy, despite circumstances like always trudging through, like never stopping, just keep going. And those, 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 though those are great attributes to have, they also come with a cost. That cost is end of the year. My health has gone to shit. <laughs> um, my energy levels have gone to shit. Everything's sore. Everything hurts. Um, you know, I've definitely noticed that my aggravations went up a little bit. And again, resiliency and tenacity hasn't changed there, but a lot of other things have. And, you know, it's really making me understand that in 2022, I have to, and it, 2022 is really just, um, it's, it's not, re- it's, it's arbitrary. It's not really something, I'm not setting a new year's resolution, but I say that because in 2022 is when the second location opens up. We have more people working for us, and I can actually give myself that extra little bit of TLC. Um, but with that, the key lessons I learned with this are expectations. Expectations are truly everything. Many times, the reason being that the outcomes, that our outcomes are, many times, the reason we're shortcomed with our outcomes is because of our expectations we perceive what we think should happen. We perceive what we think is how the process should go. We perceive how we think, um, you know, how we think we want to look and how we think we want to feel and, and why we chose the goal we did. In reality, what it all comes down to is we just expected too much or we expected the wrong things. Um, you know, with with marriage, for instance, there's always that you know there's always the the saying of you know a guy marries a woman hoping she'll never change and a woman marries a man hoping he continues to change you can you can state that saying however you want but again it's where marriage a lot of times where there's a lot of problems is typically it's the expectation it's the fact that the guy always wants his wife to be you know this Person who's all like happy go lucky, partying, um, doesn't really take things too seriously, isn't too concerned about the house and like the little intricacies and the details, and just doesn't get frustrated every time something bad happens, especially whenever you have a kid. Whereas that's definitely not the case. And as a woman, you know, or obviously, you know, there's differences in this, but like, I'm talking man and woman, obviously, but hetero. Marriages, but as a woman marries a man, she hopes that he continues to mature, changes, focuses only on being a father, only on taking care of the house. You know, working just enough with his job and helping the supply in that aspect. And you know, they grow together. And that's again, the, the expectations are what's off. And eventually, those do get to they do equal the sum of zero. But it just takes time. It takes time for that stuff to happen. And for myself it was i have these expectations of if i just work harder things are going to happen and that's not necessarily that's not necessarily true um you know i've i also invested in a um someone to talk to in regards to my mental health this past year and it's been very interesting as we go back and forth because he is just a few years older than me he's in very similar situations just different professions obviously and it's not just a, we're not. It's not just one side. I'm not just sitting in there, laying on a couch, speaking my mind to this guy, and he just listens. There's very, it's very two way. There's a two way communication here, to where he kind of voices similar things, and it always comes down to this expectation. And one thing we talked about a few weeks ago is the, <laughs> and to me, what adulthood is is learning that. Whatever you put in is not always what you get out. You know, it, your job—if you're someone who just works your butt off all the time, puts any extra effort, and you know, does everything right—that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get a promotion. Because there's seniority, there's um, legacies, there's um, there's politics, there's like things like that involved. So that doesn't necessarily mean that. Same with a parent. No matter how much time you put in, how much love you give that that child of yours, and all the things that you do right, that doesn't necessarily mean that child is going to come out perfect. And it's the same in the fitness industry, you know. You could, with, with hormones, with genetics, with circumstances, no matter how hard you diet, no matter how many times a week you work out, no matter how well you eat, how well you take care of yourself, that doesn't guarantee that you are going to have abs, be you know and look like a model in a fitness magazine you know or look like the superstar that you want to look like look like the rock or gal gadot <laughs> you know it's it's always these expectations that we set and you need to understand that and I don't want to say lower your expectations but take them for what they are they're just expectations in addition to that it's asking the right questions so this one actually came up yesterday that was making me think about that um, to where he was asking me, you know, what exactly do you want in life? And, you know, we go down that whole thing, but it ended up me going on an emotional rant for like 10 minutes. And at the end of that rant, he was very struck. He was very stricken because it was not what he expected just with a simple question that was asked. And his reply was, there's a lot to unpack there. And I'm not doubting that the fact of what path you are on is the right one, but it sounds like there's something else that's going to make you more fulfilled that you should eventually get to. And he says, you know, not saying you get away from what you're doing now, because obviously you love what you do, but starting to put time towards that other thing as well. And he said, you know, maybe all this time we've just been asking ourselves the wrong question. And that's a lot of times what people do too, is they they ask themselves the wrong question. It's mostly, you know, what do I need to do to look thinner? What do I need to do to be stronger? What do I need to do to, um, you know, to play with my grandkids? What do I need to do to make more money? What do I need to do to be a better parent? And that's not necessarily the right question. The, r- the right question is always, again, getting granular with that and understanding what truly makes you tick. What do you truly enjoy about being a parent? What do you truly enjoy about your grandchildren? What do you truly why do you want to have more money? Why do you want to be in better circumstances? Why do you want to learn more? Is it because you want to gloat and float and um and just flaunt in front of people and make people realize how quote unquote successful you are? Or is there do you or is it the fact that you want to give more? That you wanna advocate advocate for things more. You know, what is your actual reason and and what is the right question that you really should be asking? Um, Because a lot of times we always have the wrong answers and that's what pisses us off. What we need to do is we need to have the right question. All right. So number three with my life lesson this year is breaker gas. I've talked about this before, but I talk a lot to people about how in life, whenever you're going through problems, especially like if it's in regards to your fitness, your work, whatever it is, typically people are trying to, again, get tactical. And a lot of times it could always come down to two things. You need to hit the brakes or you need to hit the gas. Some people feel so frustrated and they feel so tired. And in reality, and they think like, oh, maybe I should just hit the brakes. And instead of actually hitting the brakes, they just keep tapping the brakes. But sometimes you need to hit the gas because you're frustrated because you've just gotten to this monotonous, um, this like monotonous average little rhythm, and you're just not getting the results you want. Here's a, for instance, with runners, runners that have knee and foot pain, a lot of times, therapists and, you know, running coaches will recommend to actually speed up your cadence which sounds counterintuitive, but it actually works. What happens is people get so sloppy and so sluggish with how they're running and their running gait that that is what's leading to injuries. However, if you get them to run harder with a faster cadence and then maybe take walk breaks throughout their race, throughout their running session, that's actually gonna do better for them. On the flip side, there's also hitting the brakes. And this is what I learned my whole life has been gas, 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 because that's what I feel like was going to get me to the next level. That was my expectations. There's that word again. In reality though, for me, I'm learning now that maybe I need to hit the brakes a little bit more because it's getting to the point where I'm just exhausting myself. And so um, just a little thing to think about. So number three, my life lesson, tenacity and resilience come with a cost. You need to understand and manage your expectations, realize that's really everything in life is a perception and expectation. Ask yourself the right questions and realize if you need to hit the brakes or you need to hit the gas. So as you guys know, um, we always end these podcasts with three takeaways. And so um, the three takeaways are going to do with the question of, or the statement of, why New Year's resolutions suck. Okay. I am not saying you should try to better yourself in the new year, but having a, having going having a a one-minute change which leads to a new year as a time for you to create goals is not necessarily sufficient. So why do New Year's resolutions suck? Because number one, what appears to be the problem is not actually the problem. People come into the New Year's thinking that if I lose weight, if I go to the gym more, if I Um, go back to school. If I do that, if I change this or do that or break up this person or marry this person, it's going to improve my life significantly. No, it won't. Um, Because that's probably not the problem. The problem is typically upstairs. It's typically your mentality. It's your attitude. It's what's driving you. It's being on the wrong path. It's having the wrong focus. And a lot of that stuff is actually what's causing the problem. So you need to fix that first before you fix anything else with your New Year's resolution. And again, don't set some, you know, ambiguous goal here. You know, you need to really figure out and get granular, as we mentioned earlier. Um, Takeaway number two of why New Year's resolutions suck, because life happens. And again, when we make New Year's resolutions, we do not take into consideration that life will happen. Life is going to challenge you. When you try to make yourself better, life will continue to challenge you. You need to embrace that and, again, set your expectations that life is going to happen. You're probably going to have setbacks. You're not going to keep losing, you know, two pounds a week for the next year. You know, you're you're not going to lose 150 pounds in the next year. You need to set expectations correctly. Give yourself breaks um, and, you know, understand that, again, it's all about perception expectations. Takeaway number three of why new resolutions suck, motivation stops, but momentum doesn't. So what I mean by this, if you are trying to push a stone or push a tire, push a wheel, it takes a lot to get momentum going. It's always very hard at first. Again, I know this can be a cliche example, but just stick with me. (laughs) Um, It takes a lot at first to get that wheel moving, but once it gets moving, it's very easy to keep it moving the same thing in life when you have goals. A lot of time many people are emotional. And when I say emotional I mean they get motivated because of their emotions. We get motivated to give around the holidays because we see these commercials and we see we see these commercials of starving kids and and injured animals. We see the Salvation Army guy out on the street. We hear about all these people who are not getting presents this year. So emotionally that's why we give more around that time of year. Um, whenever, you know, people typically go to happy hour because emotionally, I mean, granted, I'm not saying this in general, but a lot of times people go to happy hour because emotionally they are drained, exhausted and pissed off about their work day that they need to go have a drink and socialize and vent to get that off. Um, or people are motivated during, you know, in January with health and fitness because everybody else is motivated to do that. And these are all dictated by our emotions, whether happy, sad, angry, you know, fearful. And so you need to understand that. And this is the problem is people just go off the the emotional motivation of why they should do something. And eventually that's going to run out. Research shows that willpower is not a real thing. Yes, will willpower, willpower does happen, but willpower quickly goes away. And when willpower goes away, people go back to their habits, their um, their judgments, and yeah, they and and their feelings. And so what happens is, you know, you're gonna have that moment where you lose motivation, but Just keep moving forward. Just find a way to keep. You might not be moving as fast forward. That stone, that tire might not be pushing, might not be going as fast from you pushing it. But keep pushing it because momentum is what's going to keep you moving forward. There's a book I just read called Nine Lies About Work, um, from Marcus Buckingham is one of the two authors in it, and they talk about you know how potential is a lie. People trying to live up their potential, and Yes, people have potential, but in reality people really have momentum. people have momentum in a company they have momentum on their fitness journey they have momentum because they're gaining results people are giving them a lot of accolades because of what they are achieving um, you know they're getting raises they're getting all this stuff so it keeps the momentum going and so they need to keep that momentum going but if your motivation so for instance you know if if you're if your motivation is just one number, um, you know, like if you, if you just so like, here's, here's, an, if for instance, if someone does a powerlifting meet where squat, bench, and deadlift are like the three things that you measure and their squat and their bench are great, but their deadlift comes up short that year, they need to continue to identify that the other two went up. And let that be momentum for them to keep moving forward. Because if their motivation was just to get their deadlift up and it didn't, that's where they're going to fail. So, so again, why news resolutions suck? What appears to be the problem isn't actually the problem. Life always happens. And expect that. And prepare for that. And then motivation stops, but momentum doesn't. Thank you so much, guys. The Healthy Fit and Pain-Free Podcast is brought to you by Inner Strength Physio Fitness and Athletics. We are a non-gym gym gym (laughs) that uh, provides both um, physical therapy, one-on-one personal training, um, personal training and small group personal training. Um, We work primarily with middle-aged women, but it is open to everybody. we provide everything from education, from mental health support, to health coaching, to physical therapy, to in, um, in gym, and also virtual workouts with nutritional counseling. In addition to nutritional counseling, we also partner up with Case Specific Nutrition. They are a locally owned business in the Pittsburgh area that is filled with actual educated credentials dieticians who can help you with your medical needs, with your general pop needs, or with your athletic nutritional needs. Um, Inner Strength is located at 203 Hershinger Road in Coriopolis slash Robinson, PA on the west side of Pittsburgh. Um, We are also opening up our second location on January 3rd in the south of Pittsburgh at 108 Commerce Boulevard in Lawrence, PA, which is between Upper St. Clair and South Fayette. So, if you would like to learn more about our gyms, you can visit us at InnerStrength that's I N N E R InnerStrengthPgh dot com to learn more. You can also email us at info at inner strength doc, info at dot to learn more that way. If you'd like to see some free content, we do have the Healthy Fit and Pain Free uh, Facebook group. You can always ask to join that. And you can always check my page out at Tyler underscore Bordic for more free content on how to lose weight, get stronger, get the mind better. And again, simple, implementable, no BS ways to get healthier, stronger, and more resilient to get back to the things you love with people you love. I am Doc T. Have a great New Year's, everybody.